During the 21 days of prayer and fasting, I felt like God dropped a word in my heart, and that word was new. And so it's like, well, J-O, it's a new year, of course, but uh, he'd never dropped that in my heart today. And uh, then, and today, I want to talk to you about new, five news, five top news in 2021. I just want to pray and just ask the Holy Spirit to, to touch our lives, to open up our ears to his word. His word is the highest authority in the land. You may not like it always, but his word is true, and that's what we adhere to is God's word. So, Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you would touch every life here. Give us ears to hear. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. In Jesus' name. And everyone said. The first one is a new thing. Somebody say, a new thing. A new thing. I want to read a scripture. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 says this. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, God says this. He says, I will do a new thing. God wants to do a new thing in our lives. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I believe in 2021, God wants to do a new thing. Say that with me, new thing. Something that's not existed before in your life. He wants to do a new thing. If you are new to Coeur d'Alene, I want to welcome you to the promised land. This is the promised land. If you come out of the, the wilderness of Washington, if you came out of the desert of California, welcome to the promised land. I had someone at the first service say, hey, you didn't mention Oregon. I know why you didn't mention Oregon, because Oregon is hell. And so no matter if you came out of Washington, Oregon, or California, welcome to the promised land, and he has new things for you in 2021. He's got new things for you. He wants to do a new thing. I do a new thing, says the Lord, something that you have never experienced before. I think he wants to do a new thing in marriages. Come on. He wants to do a new thing in occupations. I even sense that he wants to do something. People, somebody in this room, you may not have found a house or an apartment yet, and I think God wants to do something new. At all three gatherings, and even this gathering, I feel like he wants to do something new in the womb. For those that may have not been able to have a child before, even the doctor has said, you know, you can't have a child. Well, I got, I got news from you from another doctor, the great physician, who says there's nothing impossible with him. Come on, somebody. I think he wants to open wombs. Those who's had miscarriages. Maybe something's happened in the past, you know, trauma to your womb. I think God wants to do something so powerfully and beautiful and new in this womb. One of the first promises, if not the very first promise God gives us in Genesis, was to go and multiply. And you know what I want to do right now? I just want to pray. You don't have to stand up. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to let anybody know what's going on. But I want to pray for wombs right now because I believe God wants to do something so beautiful in opening wombs and babies and multiplication. Amen. If that's you, if that's you, just slip your hand over on your belly and let me pray for you right now. Father, I lift up every person in here who's had possibly a miscarriage. Father, that you would heal the womb. 
Father, that you would release everything that needs to be released in that womb, God. Father, we just declare, Father, all the hormones, the good hormones, not the hormones, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't, better not go there. Father, the great hormones, touch every one of them, Father. Bring great healing to them in the powerful, powerful name of Jesus. Any trauma to wombs, Father, we just pray total restoration. And we pray, Father, this house be full of new babies, full of new ba- pregnancies, healing, God, Father, what you have spoken, what you have put into existence, Lord, like you said to Jeremiah, I knew you before the womb. Father, let it come to pass now in the powerful, powerful name of Jesus. And everyone said, I even sense God wants to do breakthroughs in areas of thinking. You've thought so wrong for so long. We were singing earlier this word called stronghold. Do you know what a stronghold is? A stronghold is a house of thoughts, a house of thinking, a, a thoughts that you've thought that was wrong for so long that it's become a stronghold. Anybody ever heard, heard of a rut before? A rut. We're, we're reading a book in our, in our city group called, you know, Winning the, the, the War of Your Mind. A rut is not what you want to get into. I hear there's a, 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 a sign going into Alaska that says, pick your rut carefully for the next 60 miles. But some people have lived in a rut forever because you've thought wrong. And I, I want to declare today that God wants to get you out of your rut and begin to, to dig new trenches for your life, new trenches in the way that you think. See, ruts are because of water and mud and ice and gravel, and you just stay in that rut. It gets deeper and deeper and deeper. But trenches are something that we create. Trenches is something that we build and we dig in order to put new pipe down or so forth and so on. God wants to dig, I think, trenches in some of your minds in 2021 so you actually think right. And that's not always easy to do. It's, why do you think it's called a stronghold? Because it's hard to get out of. But I'm going to tell you today, I believe God wants to do something new in the area of our emotions, in our mind, and in our thinking. If you're struggling today in your thinking, I know this is a little different, but I want to pray for you. If you have struggled emotionally in your soul, I want to pray for you right now. Just put your hands right here on the, on the, the battlefield. Put your hands right there. Let me pray for your battlefield today. I'm believing that God's going to bust you out of the rut today. Dig a new trench. Father, I thank you for every person that's got their hands on their heads today, Father. I thank you that you've given us this thing called the brain. But the brain can be trained uh, by our mind. And I pray, Father, for new trenches. I pray new thinking. Thinking according to your word and your way. Not, not, not just our old way of thinking, but God, I think you, that you want to do something new within our mind because what we think about, that's where we're headed. What we think about, that's where our emotions come from. So Father, I'm believing for a breakthrough. What, what was that word? Breakout? Breakthrough? Come on. Come on. Breakthrough in the area of our thinking today. Father, would you do that? Would you do that by the power of your Holy Spirit? It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. If you agree with that, would you say amen? He's doing a new thing. Something that's never existed in your life before. He's doing a new thing. My number two is this. New wine, fresh oil, and fresh breath. A fresh breath, new oil, new wine. What does all three of those have in common? Come on, come on. 
Holy Spirit. Say that with me. Holy Spirit. All three of those have in common because the Bible speaks of it associated with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist, he came baptizing in water, but he says, hey, the one that comes after me, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Are, are you with me today? Spirit of the living God. We were just singing it. Fall in this place like fire. Come like you did at Pentecost. And fill us once again. He wants to do a new thing in the area of, of, of new wine, in the area of oil. The bap- you know, when the baptism of the Holy Spirit fell in Acts 2, do you know how people responded to that? They were perplexed. Say that with me, perplexed. They're like, they're amazed. Why were they perplexed and amazed? Because it was new. It had never exi- they had never seen something like this. They reacted in such a way that they associated it with drinking wine. Did you know that? New wine. There was perplexed ones, there were amazed ones, and there was ones that mocked. And this is what they said. They said, others mocking, saying, they're full of new wine. They thought, man, these, these people, they've been hitting a bottle early in the morning, right? Look at them. This is what the outsiders look like. You may be new to here, and you may be like, what did we just walk into? They're talking about fire and feeling, and people are dancing, lifting hands, shouting, Woo! All, that, all that stuff. It's because, man, we full of new wine. You think 80 proof is, come on. New wine, Holy Spirit, powerful. Peter stands up and he says this, but Peter standing up with the 11 raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. Take heed to my words, for these are not drunk as you supposed since it's only the third hour of the day. It's 9 a.m. They haven't been drinking WW, you know, Mad Dog 2020. They ain't drinking Thunderbird, right? They, they've been filled. It's a new fresh pour. Say that with me, fresh pour, a fresh pour. We got to be pitchers sometime and just receive what the Holy Spirit wants to do. A fresh outpour, fresh pour of his Holy Spirit. Look what it says. And it shall come to pass in the life. This is what's taking place in Acts 2, says God, that I will pour out, come on, You want to be a vessel to receive that pouring, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see dreams, and your old men shall dream dreams. God poured out his spirit, new wine, new oil. Wine is a symbolic of the Holy Spirit, and Jesus spoke of it in association with the move of God. Listen to this. Listen to this right here. Matthew 9, 17 says, nor do you put new wine in old wineskins. And old, we don't really use old wineskins, but if we did it, you know, they're kind of leathery and crusty and 
dry and they may leak, put new wine in it. They burst and leak and so forth. So, so that's not, we want to be new wine skins. You, you want to be a new wine skin to receive all that God has for you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it goes on to say, the wine is spilled and the wine skins are ruined, but they put new wine. Guess what they put new wine in? New wine skins. And both are preserved. Some, I believe, God wants to do something with your wineskin today. You, you got some old wineskin going. But it's hard for you to receive all that the Holy Spirit wants to do because here you are, old wineskin. Well, he's got new wine for you, and he's, he needs to pour it into a new wineskin. We can get kind of religious. I can get religious. Religion is a counterfeit for relationship with Jesus Christ. It's a counterfeit. You can fall back on religion when you're not walking with a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit. You can get very critical, very legalistic. I'm going to dot my I's and cross my teeth. Nothing wrong with that. But you can get very, very, you know, it's brownie points and works and lit and accusation. You can get really, really legalistic, lawish, religious when you're not in a fresh relationship with Jesus Christ. I think it's a counterfeit. I think it's something that we easily, I can easily fall back on religion. I can go through the works. I know how to act. I, I know what to say. But that doesn't mean that I'm in a fresh relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on. God wants to pour new wine in a new wineskin. Don't fall back on the old stuff. Are you, are, you, are you feeling me today? I believe God wants to do a new thing. Here's another a, a scripture of association, Ephesians 5.18. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with... Be filled with what? Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a beautiful thing. There was this new wine, new oil... There was uh, 10 virgins in Matthew 25. They came out with little lamps. And uh, five, they all started with a little bit of oil. But as they waited on the groom, five ran out of oil. So they're like, hey, can we buy some? Can we get some oil from you? They're like, no, 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 man. You, you unwise. You need to bring your own oil. You need to be full of oil. And see, it's not really talking about oil. Who do you think the Holy what do, you think the, what do you think the oil is? The oil is the Holy Spirit. He wants you to stay filled with him. You know, it's not just about a lamp. It's about you. It's, it's about you as a vessel being full of the oil of God so that you can be a light to all those around you. Keep your lamp Trimmed and burning, keep your old school right there. Trimmed and burning, keep your lamp trimmed and burning. See what the Lord has to see. You, you, you want to stay trimmed and burning for the world to see the light inside of you. So it's not really about a lamp, it's not really about oil, it's about you and the Holy Spirit. He wants you to be full of new wine. He wants you to be full of oil. How many of you remember the story of uh, 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 bones, Ezekiel, the valley of dry bones? How many of you remember that? And you know, 
God tells Ezekiel to prophesy to these bones. But he starts out with this. Listen to what he says. He says, and he said to them, I love Ezekiel's response to God. Here Ezekiel's looking over a valley and it's full of dry bones. I mean, put yourself in his sandals for a minute. Looking over, looking at dry bones. And God says, son of man, can these bones live? And I love what Ezekiel says. He says, uh, so he answered, oh Lord, God, you know. He's like, I mean, Ezekiel wouldn't really know. It's like, you know, and some of you might be like those dry bones in here. You don't know what's coming up. You don't know if you're going to live. You don't know, man, what you've been through. You're like, God, only you know if I'm going to make it. And you know what God tells him to do? He says, prophesy to the bones. That's a good thing. Prophesy to the bones, all of a sudden they start rattling and joint to joint and all of a sudden they stand up and there's a bunch of bones, they're all flesh and skin on, that's good. But if you're just walking around as a rack of bones, I got news for you. You know what he says to him then? Prophesy to the wind, prophesy to the spirit. He begins to prophesy to the spirit and all of a sudden those bones that got flesh on it and skin on it, they become an exceedingly great army. See, it ain't about just the bones. It ain't just about the lamp. It's about you being filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, new wine skin, new wine. A lantern full of oil and bones full of the Spirit. God wants to do a new thing. Don't think, well, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit back in 1967. That's, that's all God has for me. That's all God has for you? Holy Spirit? He's not limited. He wants to fill you afresh. Fresh wine, fresh anointed, fresh oil, fresh fire, spirit of the living God. Come on. Fall in this place like fire. He wants to do a new thing. New thing, new wind, new oil, new fire. Number three, new mercies. New mercies. Lamentations 3.22 through 23 says this. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. I love that. I'm only not consumed. <laughs> like smoke, gone. I'm only not consumed because of God's mercy. Not because I'm nice or a pastor or I've done things right. Or because you're cute, or you're good, you're really not that good. Honestly, I love you. You ain't that good. Nobody's really that good. And we're not consumed because of God's mercies. <laughs> he don't give you what you deserve. That's what mercy is, not getting what you deserve. And it goes on to say, because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning, new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, oh God. They're new every morning. Listen, you, not a person in this room that's a believer, you don't have to live under shame. You don't have to live under condemnation another minute. You don't have to live under 
regret and sin? Why? Because his mercies are new every morning. You turn to him. Come boldly before the throne of grace. grace. Come on, I love that. A throne of grace. To find help. Uh, let me read it. I don't want to jack this up. Listen to what it says. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy. Wow. Not a throne of judgment. Not yet. Not a throne of judgment yet. Throne of grace that I may attain mercy in time of need. Listen to what, that, what mercy means right here. Listen to this word, the definition of this mercy. It means kindness or good will toward the miserable and the afflicted and joined with desire to help them. God has a desire to help the miserable, the afflicted, those that are sideways, those who are ragamuffins, those who are jacked up, those that don't got it all in a row, right? Like electricians say, they don't got all their poop in a group, right? I shouldn't say that on church. <laughs> Can you back that up and erase that? Lord, forgive me. Electrician told me that one time. But you, you don't got it all together. You don't got it all together. And we need the mercies of God. Are you, are you feeling me today? You feeling me? Mercies. Number four, not just new mercies. He wants to put a new song in your heart. Sometimes we're in the worship service and people are just worshiping and there's a new song. New songs come out of Heart Creative all the time. You're like, wow, just jump in. We start singing that new song. How many know that God wants to give you a new song? Not just, not just two or three worship people. He wants to give you a new song. I've been waking up for the last two, three weeks, and it's like God calls me in the morning walking my dog. Man, he's just got a new song in my heart. Or either I'm singing a song from Sunday or Saturday night, and, and I'm adding to it, and I'm excited. Just a new song. And I can tell you right now, you say, well, Jail, I can't sing. Oh, yeah, you can. You can sing. See, you, you, know you, you want to know what takes away your song is worry and fears and concerns and stressed out, and anxiety, panic, all those things try to take, listen, tries to take away a new song. But God says, sing a new song. This is what it says in Psalms 33, 3. Sing, a, sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. Sing a new song. How many of you know that those birds that you've been hearing every morning, they're singing a new song? You know why they're singing the new song? They ain't stressed about a house. They're not worried about a 401k. They're not worried about their, what, if they're going to get a check this week. They're not worried about new clothes or new shoes or new haircut or groceries. Or, they're not worried about anything. Why? They just sing a new song. Just a new song. See, they, listen to them. They ain't stressed. They ain't stressed. Wow. Not a sparrow 
falls to the ground without the Father knowing it. He's numbered the hairs on your head. And I don't stress him out. But if he cares about the sparrows, how much more does he care about you? He wants to do a new thing this year. You don't got to walk all stressed out, worked up, anxiety up here, panic attacks, all those things. You know, he wants to do a new thing. Sing to the Lord a new song. Tell of his goodness. God, you're my hero. You're the great I am. Oh, I will sing to you a new song. Oh, my provider and my healer, my deliverer, my everything, my great physician, the one that does the impossible. I'll sing to you a new song. Because you are good and your mercies endure forever. And he wants to give you my last one. He wants to give you new strength. New strength. It's kind of like a re-strength. It says this in Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall, what? Renew their strength. Things of this world will try to just suck your strength out. Virtue. Just did a memorial gathering here yesterday for a good friend. Uh, Tom Crone, his wife Lenny, Jason Karen and Tom Jr. There was a, a Harley Davidson here, a, a knucklehead right here, and that's the name of a Harley. That's the kind of Harley. They got knuckles on, they got knuckles on, the, on the front of them. They got knuckles on. Over here was a 1977 Harley, and I rode, rode bikes with him, and he's just a great guy. Man, I'm telling you what, you lose someone like that, all of a sudden, your strength is affected. But God gives us the prescription to renew our strength he does. The problem with it is it's not easy to do. I can, I'm a preacher. I'm going to read it. And you're going to, oh, that's easy. That's easy. It's, no, it, it, it's not easy. You ready for it? This is what he says. But those who wait. <laughs> Ooh, that's hard for me to do. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, so they're going to fly. They shall run and not grow weary. They're going to run. They shall walk and not faint. They're going to walk. And it all begins with waiting. Have you ever waited on Jesus? You waited at the DMV. You waited for the bathroom in the restaurant. You waited at the dentist's office. You waited at the doctor's office. You waited for the test result. You've waited. You've waited in line. You've waited. But have you ever waited on Jesus? <laughs> it works. If there is anybody in this room that struggles with waiting on Jesus, I, I'm probably number one. I'm so high, strong. Boom. But if I can just sweat... Uh, my truck is kind of like my prayer closet, and I was in there Wednesday kind of preparing for the sermon, and all of a sudden, I'm just waiting just a little while. I'm just waiting, and then it's like, whoo, there he is. Whoo, there he is. And I just smile. How does it work, J.O.? I don't know. How long you got to wait? I don't know. But I know if you wait, he'll renew your strength. 
He will renew your strength.